This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So, for example, you say that you want to go be a famous banjo player or whatever we said earlier. And they say, no, that's ridiculous. Banjo players never make it. It's a one in a million chance. Um, it's too competitive, which I don't know if that's true. I don't know that there's a, a lot of banjo players out there. Maybe there is. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail from people that play banjo. I've known one person my entire life who played banjo, and I grew up in Appalachia. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I just, I don't think it's that popular of an instrument. And I can't stand it. It sounds ridiculous to me. Um, the point being, if somebody judges you and says, you can't do this, or you shouldn't do that, that's probably coming from their own place, right? So if they say, well, no, 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 you shouldn't go the route of, and I keep coming back to this example, I'll try to think of something else in a second, but you know, again, let's say that you want to pursue your, your dream of being an artist some way, shape, or form, and you say, well, I'm going to work this crappy job that gives me enough time to practice, and I'm not going to worry too much about the rest of life. Art is what is important to you in whatever shape that takes for you. For some people, they're totally fine living their whole life dedicated to their craft. And, and, you know, even if the most that they ever get out of it is that they play some gigs in like a restaurant and maybe they, 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 they play their banjo or whatever in a restaurant. And like that could be as far as they take it, right? Maybe they never get the big break, but they're happy doing that because they get to go and play music for people and brighten up their day. I, I think that that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people will look at that and say that that person is a failure. That person is, you know, they're poor, they're broke. They don't have much going on for, them, for themselves, right? They don't have any, um, a good outlook on life because like, what are you going to do? Like if all the only skill that you have is playing banjo or a better instrument, um, you know, what are you, what are you going to do with your life? But that person might be totally happy. And so to look at them and say and judge them and say, well, this is what you should do instead, like that's coming from, well, maybe that's what you should do instead, but that might not make this person happy. And they may be totally happy in this position. Okay. And we can talk more about that soon. We're going to be talking more about spirituality here pretty shortly. Um, I would point out too that it's not about getting somewhere to being happy. It's not about saying, well, once I make this or once I have this income or once I have this partner or whatever it may be. It's not about that because the thing is not going to make you happy. If you can't learn to be happy when you're broke and don't have anything going on for you, if you can't learn to find happiness, and I'm not saying you have to be ecstatic all the time, but if you can't learn the discipline of happiness when you don't have the external stuff, the external stuff is not going to bring it in a way that lasts. It may make you happy for a while. It's not going to stick with you though. You have to, happiness is something that you have to develop inside of you. That's something that, that comes from from inside of you. And we only want this stuff for the way that it makes us feel, right? Like nobody wants to be a millionaire because they just want the money, right? They want to feel a certain way. They want to be able to do certain things that are going to make them feel other ways. So it's important to understand that at the end of the day, we are really just trying to, to be happy. We're trying to feel fulfilled. We're trying to feel X, Y, Z, whatever it is, whatever works for you. And so we chase things that we think are going to bring that. But in the end, that's that's something that we can we can 
come into contact with um, without the external stuff. That's something that happens inside of us. It happens on a very spiritual level, on a very psychological level. Um, and then I think that once we get to that place where we feel as though we're, we have it and we don't need to go after the stuff, but we choose to still go for those goals anyway, that's when stuff really starts to happen for us. And that's really, it's a really cool place to be in. Okay. We're getting towards the end. Things to trick yourself, things to think about to trick yourself into making it easier. I did not edit these at all. Okay. I need a new chair too while I'm thinking about it. All right. So some stuff that you can do to help make this a little bit easier. Control the frame. So if people are disapproving of you, you've got to, how do you look at that? Do you sit there and think, oh my goodness, this is the end of the world. These people are judging me and they're looking at me in a negative way. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I've, like I said, I don't really care too much about projection, but I, I do get, I, I do get super uncomfortable in conversation. That didn't shift for me until about last year, but what kind of did it for me? I just, I just realized one day that I wasn't afraid to disagree with people anymore. I've always disagreed with people anyway, just because, because I'm annoying like that. But um, at some point it clicked and I realized I wasn't looking at it as this is going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be a confrontation. I started looking at it and I didn't realize it at first. I had to it kind of click for me recently, actually. I looked at it as this is going to be an interesting conversation. This is going to be fun. And the way that I got to that was I, you know, I went about learning to become a better speaker, which you know, we can argue about how good I, I am on the podcast, but in terms of just a conversation, I think I do fairly, fairly okay. Um, and it took a tremendous amount of practice and it took a lot of work, but at some point I realized like, no, 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 I actually do believe in certain things very strongly. And I, and, and then the things that I don't believe in as strongly, I'm curious about. So if somebody disagrees with me, I want to know why I want to learn and I'm going to argue with you. I'm not just going to say, oh, maybe you're right. But I, I am, I, I do approach it with the sense that like, I want to get something from this. I, I want to have um, an intelligent debate and I hope that you teach me something. And if I still think that I'm wrong, then I'm going to destroy you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but over time, practicing that for however long, it started to shift how I looked at it. And I realized that I had completely changed the frame that I was looking at things from. It's like, this isn't a stressful thing anymore. This is a fun thing. Because I realized at some point that even if you completely disagree with people, you can still love them. You can still have a good time with them. You can still be friends with them. You can still whatever. And so that's important. Like make it a point to say, how am I looking at this? Am I looking at this as if this person, if I disagree with this person, they're going to hate me and it's going to be stressful. Well, is that a productive way to go about it? Is that a productive philosophy to approach life with? Probably not. Okay. And you start changing that again by bringing awareness to it and saying, okay, this is the direction I'm moving in. I don't like it. What's a more productive direction? I'm going to start taking steps in that new path or along that new path. And you do it piece by piece by piece, one brick at a time. Um, yeah. And so when you, when you, when you come up with a new reference uh, or excuse me, like with a new frame like that, and you say, okay, I'm not going to look at it this way anymore. You can say, okay, instead of, um, that's a good example. I don't know. In, in, instead of instead of this stressing me out, I'm going to look at it as this is going to be um, a fun debate, not not something that's going to, you know, keep me awake at night. If you tell yourself that, it's not going to immediately 
feel true, okay? And this is where we get weirded out by the whole axis if thing. The, the way that you, because it, if no part of your brain believes it yet, it's not going to resonate, especially if you're in a, a stressed out state of mind. If you're, if you're anxious and you're looking at something that is making you anxious and you're trying to say, logically, I disagree with this, so we're going to pretend that it's not there. Well, you know, it's, it's going to bother you. <laughs> it just is what it is. It's going to bother you. Um, there's nothing wrong with you for that. You need to start learning how to change from that anxious state into something more productive, which is something that we talk about a lot on here. And also too, you need to start stacking up evidence to support this new belief and start looking for ways to disprove the current limiting belief. That's how you start to tear those old structures down and build something new. Okay, if people are teasing you and making fun of you, that's where you get to let your personality show a little bit. That's where you get to be a bit of, you know, a little bit crazy. And you, if you can master the art of turning that back around, one, learning to laugh at yourself. I'm blown away by how few people have a sense of humor about themselves. It's so weird to me. If, if, I, if I see somebody make a joke about somebody else, or if I make a joke about somebody, and they, they can't even give a polite laugh, like maybe it wasn't funny. I don't know. Not everything I say is funny. But even if they're just like, that's, don't, that's rude. Don't talk. Like If they're just offended, like, that just blows my mind. It's so weird to me. I cannot be friends with those people because I don't, I don't take anything seriously. I really don't. Like I'm constantly joking. I don't get it. Okay. And so I'm not even sure how to teach this. Maybe I should put together an episode just on that, but you got to loosen up. You got to, you got to be a little bit lighthearted. You have to be willing to laugh at yourself a little bit. And if somebody's making fun of you and like, you know, you failed at something or you just, you made a, a statement and people are that was so stupid. <laughs> that was so crazy. You know, you spoke up during the meeting at work and everyone's like, why, why would you say that? If you don't learn to laugh that off, you're going to stress yourself out for the rest of your life. And honestly, if people, even if people think the worst of you, and I've, I've learned this, one, because I've been the judger, the, judge, the judgmental one. How, yeah, I've been the judgmental one. I've also been the one that was being judged. If you laugh it off, if you can make jokes at yourself at your own expense and like genuinely like people can see that this is funny to you and you're like, <laughs> you're not taking yourself too seriously. People are very forgiving. They're, they're very forgiving. People will forget about it pretty quickly. You'll remember it for probably years. You'll be awake 20 years from now. Remember, ah, that awkward thing I said way back when. Yeah, we do that all the time, but other people are going to move on. And like, it's the ones that are like, taking it too seriously and they're, they're getting mad at others for laughing. Those are the people that typically get made fun of more and they kind of should like <laughs> being honest, but okay. What does that mean? Is that a little mean? Nah, I'm just trying to help them loosen. I'm giving, I'm giving the people who just got offended a chance to start practicing laughing at themselves in the car or wherever, wherever you happen to find yourself, start laughing at yourself. Don't take it too seriously. Um, if you can master that, I'm so serious because one, like when you start laughing, it changes your state and it's going to shift you out of that. And if you can, if you can learn to be actually funny in that situation, people are going to love it. People are going to love hanging out with you. All right. And again, practice, practice makes perfect dish. Um, remember that getting upset over people's opinions is a habit. Okay. Um, if it's a habit that you have, it's okay, but start changing it. Um, and you do that slowly. You start one by becoming aware of it. You start noticing it, recognizing it. 
and just making the little adjustments that you need to shift out of that, okay? It's okay to care what people think of you. There's absolutely nothing wrong for feeling anxious about disapproval. There's nothing wrong with you whatsoever. I promise you, you are totally fine and healthy. There is, you are a, an excellent specimen of a human being. But if you could be a little bit more effective and this is resonating with you and the things I'm saying is, are making sense, then like, let's try to start figuring out ways that that judgment and disapproval does not ruin your day. Like you don't take it home with you. You're not upset about it for more than a couple of minutes. If that, right, just become aware of it. Start learning how to break the cycle, taking those steps in the right direction. Okay. Um, we've already talked about self-reliance. Like I said, I did not edit these notes. So I'm going to move on from here. Um, one interesting thing too, um, if you knew that people would follow you, typically you'll still do it. So if you're like going to stand out from the crowd or you're going to do something different, something that people disapprove of, if you kind of know that, if you think that people are going to agree with you and go along with it, it makes it a lot easier, right? And this goes back to the whole people can form, they, they go with the crowd, with the herd, with the, you know, like the little schools of fish that float around and they're all moving in the same direction of birds, I don't know. Um, we tend to do that. But when somebody breaks that, it's awkward for that person and the group may look at them and be like, what's wrong with you? But if there's people that agree with you within that group, they may be emboldened by that. And they may be like, yeah, you know what? I kind of support this. And they may start following you. And you might be surprised by how many people actually agree with you. They were just, you know, going with the flow and they weren't actually standing up for themselves because people fundamentally are cowards. <laughs> um, and I laugh, but it's true. Okay, we're almost done. I'm going to blow through these last few. Um, practice being authentic. Practice letting your, your true self shine through. Um, and what, I'm, what I mean by this is, is that, you know, when you're trying to decide what am I going to do with my life, what direction do I want to go with, what kind of person am I going to be, those answers, like I said, are deep down inside of you. We've got to start letting, letting go of the things that we think we want and the fears that we have and the, the desires that are based off of what other people want. It's like, oh, I want that nice car. Why do you want the nice car? And it's like, well, because other people want the car and that makes it valuable. And I want other people, I want other people to like me and to want me. And if I have something that they want, maybe they'll want me. And we do this with everything. When I say we, I mean me. Um, and I'm assuming if it's a problem that I have, that there's somebody out there that also has this problem because I'm not that special. I'm not that unique. I know that we all share the same issues. So learning to be authentic and actually express what you really want in healthy ways, in reasonable ways, okay? I'm not saying that it's like you immediately just say, I want to go smoke weed and drop acid every day and be a hippie in the commune. Um, maybe that's what you want to do, but maybe if you do that, you get there in steps. At least I'm saying, uh, I'm not saying that you have to do anything crazy, like be smart about it, but just start making those decisions and say, you know what? actually, I don't want to go to that place, or actually, I don't like that band. Um, actually, you know, you're my boss, and I'll do what you say, but I do disagree with you, respectfully. You know, and you start just letting your opinion shine out. You start letting your true self out a little bit. You stop hiding who you are, again, in a tactful way, in a, in a reasonable way, but you do it, right? Because you can be very authentic and still get along with most people. You really can. So it's not either or. You don't have to either be real or light. It's not like that. Okay. Um, okay. 
we already talked about that. Um, okay, this is a very good point, and I know that we're running short on time. Well, not really, because there's nobody with me, but I also don't like going over an hour. It's because I don't feel like people listen. Um, but for those of you that are still here, I love you. You're the, you're the best. We're going to have to think of a special prize for you for sticking it out this long. Um, more valuable insights, probably all I got for you. But so this is, this is something that occurred to me when I was writing this. Um, I think it was Jordan Peterson that talked about it. He was talking about how you've got a lot of like latent DNA. You have a lot of potential. Um, and that potential is basically only unlocked when you're, when you're challenged, when, when it, it doesn't come out just because it comes out when you need it. Okay. And he was making the point that like, you really don't know who you could become because over time, if you put yourself in a bunch of challenging situations for a long time, if you just refuse to back down from um, challenging, whatever, um, you put yourself through all those difficult ordeals, you really don't know who you could become because you have so much DNA that is just waiting to be used. And it's just, it's not, it's just lays dormant. And so what popped into my head when I was writing this or putting the notes together, was the idea that a lot of times we feel insecure. We feel like, I don't think I can stand up like that. I don't think I can stand against the crowd. I don't think I can make myself heard. I don't think that I can, you know, say what I think. I don't think I can go my own way. And what I, what kind of clicked for me was that, well, maybe you can't yet. Like maybe that part of you has not been unlocked, but the only reason that it hasn't been unlocked is because you haven't given yourself the opportunity to bring it out. Like if you don't challenge yourself on a daily basis, or frequently, it doesn't have to be every day. But if you don't challenge yourself, if you've never put yourself in the position where you had to make that really difficult decision, you haven't developed that part of you yet. So that part of you that can deal with it might not exist yet, but that doesn't mean that it's not right there. It doesn't mean that it's not waiting to come out. And the only way that you're going to figure that out is if you actually take the step forward and make the decision and do the thing. Okay. Um, talked about that oh yeah okay if you fail um which you will especially like no matter what you do remember one i think it was jim carrey that said um you can fail at something that you don't love so you might as well take a chance on something that you do love um i, I love that quote that's actually one of my favorite quotes of all time you're going to make mistakes and if you're if you're making it a point to like to be authentic and to to escape your sense of confinement to other people's judgment. You're not going to escape other people's judgment, but you can you can get away from feeling trapped by it. You don't have to feel imprisoned by it. You don't have to feel like it rules your life. Um, if even when you fail, even if you do get laughed at, even if you do make a stand for something you believe in, and are wrong, that is not your only defining moment. It it. Stuff like that, the fear tricks us into thinking that, like, well, that's it. I'm forever that screw up. I'm forever that idiot that said something stupid <laughs> during the meeting. Like, as if people are going to remember you in 10 years saying that stupid thing. You, again, might still be obsessing about it. Um, but that's not your only defining moments, right? Like, all your failures are not your only defining moments. You have a lot of opportunities if you keep trying to still get it right. And I mean, one, good victory is going to cover up a lot of failures, okay? Um, both in your own mind and also just for the perception of, uh, of other people, right? And then, all right, 
one more point, then we're going to hit our conclusion, which is also super important. I, I originally had it as an intro. Um, Proverbs 13, or excuse me, 19.3 says that people ruin their own lives um, with their foolishness and then are angry, angry at God. Um, and one thing I notice a lot is that people, this, I, I like that verse um, because it's about me, um, but it's, it's also, I've noticed again, me, and it's also some other people that they're depressed, and they're suffering, and they're not happy, and they're, they've got all these reasons why. There's the people in their life, there's their career, there's their state of their finances, there's their health, there's any number of things like why they're, they're not happy, and some of it's external, some of it's internal, and it's really um, become apparent to me the last couple months, maybe six months or so, we'll say, yeah, about six months or so, just how often um, and how easy it is to, to make mistakes, to do things, and to put ourselves in situations that we think make sense. And then the consequences for that stuff hurts us. And we blame you know, God, the universe, other people, our spouse, our friends, the economy, the president, whoever. Like we, we like to blame other people and other things and say like, well, it's because of this. And it's because of our own issues right? And it's, it's cliche to say that, but it's cliche for a reason. It's because it, it's true. It happens. And I think that following the opinion of the crowd and doing what our peer group wants us to do, doing what the people that are influencing us at the time want us to do, doing what our parents want us to do, doing a, what the media says to do. And when I say that these people say to do things, I don't necessarily mean that they're sitting there saying, wait, you're not going to go do this thing with us. You're not going to go to the club. You're an idiot. But it's like we follow the example of the people that we spend our time with, right? Like the media may be just movies, right? It may be like, well, if you see 100 movies and they all have the same type of like dynamic in their um, relationship store subplot or whatever, it's like unconsciously that's telling us, well, this is how you're supposed to act in the relationship. And maybe you don't want that. Maybe that's not the type of thing that you want. Maybe you want something totally different. Um, same thing with, with all, you know, human structures, whatever. It may not be saying, like, we may be acting as if we'll be judged for not following the example of other people um, in a negative way. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But the point is that when we, when we make all of these decisions off of what other people want and what, and not from what, what, what that place inside of us, we create these structures that are not fulfilling that are very empty inside. And the thing is that we have a blind spot for it. So now when the bad stuff happens to us, we don't see the cause and effect like the individual dominoes knocking each other over. We just see the last domino coming in and smacking us in the face. Like, oh, somebody put a domino here and knocked it over and not the pizza kind that I had yesterday, like a big marble one and it hurt. I don't know what to do with this, right? It's like the world's an unfair place. People are out to get me. It's the universe's fault. It's like, no, we built a structure that we're not happy with. We were never happy with it. From day one, we were not happy with it. And we did it anyway. And here we are, right? Suffering, depressed, anxious, unhappy. And we're, we want to blame other people and say, well, this, this, this world sucks. It's like, no, your decisions have sucked. And so it's painful to shift out of that. It's really painful to let that stuff go. Because even if it's not fulfilling to us, if we put a lot of work into it, we want to hold on to it. And there's nothing wrong with us for wanting that. But do you want to move forward? Do you want the progress or not? Okay. 
last thing, last two things. Um, these are going to be short. Um, a lot of people, since we're talking about judgment, one of the biggest things that people to come to me with, and this, this is actually other people, this doesn't really have a whole lot to do with me. Um, one of the biggest things that, that people struggle with just from my peer group, from people that I work with is actually judgmental parents. And everybody always asks me, how do I deal with them? How do I manage them? How do I make them stop being judgmental? How do I get them to see my side of things? And you can certainly do some things to help influence them. But again, you don't get to decide what other people think. And there's certainly cases where it's better to get away from people. Um, but I think that one of the biggest mistakes that we have made as a culture in the West is the idea that, well, if, you, if your parents disagree with you and won't support you, you should just cut them off. I think that that's a dumb idea. I think that that is a very foolish um, course to take. And I think it makes sense for a government who wants to control people and maybe has less influence over people when their parents are saying, yeah, no, you shouldn't go along with this new trend, it's stupid. Um, but I don't think it makes sense for the general happiness of most people. I think that if you are struggling with judgmental parents, now I'm not saying like, there's obviously cases that are exceptions, but typically if, if it's just judgment, if it's just stressing you out, I don't encourage people to get away from that, right? I don't encourage them to just run away. I say, that's your dragon to face. That's the monster you get to fight. And that may not be the challenge that you want or would have picked for yourself, but it is a gift because that is something that you get to overcome. And learning to dive into that relationship in spite of the fact that you don't agree and that there's some, there's some hurt there, there's some negative feelings, there's some stuff that you don't want to deal with. Learning to dive into that and to face it and to say, um, you know, hey, like, you know, I, I love you and I, I understand that you don't agree with this, but he, let, let's work on it. Like, let's, let's figure this out. Let's come together. You know, maybe we move past it. Maybe we talk it out. Maybe we figure out a way to see eye to eye. Maybe we figure out a way to you know, to do what most families do and just, you know, push it under the rug, which sometimes might be okay, but probably not for the majority of the time. Either way, that is, that is a relationship that opens up a lot of potential for growth. And, you know, can't talk about judgmental stuff uh, without mentioning that. I think it's super important that we that we maintain as good relation as good a relationship as we can with the the family that we're born into. It's not always in the cards. Um, it's not always in our control. And there's obviously some situations that are just off the wall crazy. And it's like, yes, it is better to get away. I'm not here to say which of the which is which. I'm saying that it, typically most people, the majority of the time, um, are quick to run. They're very quick to run because we're not we don't have a society that's built around you know, fixing things or based around comfort and desire. Well, this is difficult. This is uncomfortable. So I'm not going to do it. And I think that that's a mistake. So I would encourage you guys to, to, to put some attention towards that. Like what are, what are the, the relationships around you where you feel judged and you may have cut people off or pushed them to the side a little bit too much, right? And you can start working on yourself by working on those things. Right, because a lot of times when we say work on yourself, we conjure up this image of 
I'm going to go sit down and journal somewhere, right? And you guys know how I feel about journaling. I don't, I don't actually feel that badly about journaling, but I'm saying if, that's your, if journaling is the only thing that you're doing, you're not working on yourself. Sorry to break it to you. If you're just sitting cross-legged in your room and writing down about your feelings, you're not making progress. Like that's a, that's a first step that you can do to put yourself um, on the right path, but you got to walk the path. You have to, to take the steps. You have to make decisions. You have to go out there and suffer a little bit. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. It is what it is. You got to do it. Um, last thing, at the end of the day, you guys, you're the only ones that have to go to bed at night with the decisions that you make. So if you feel that you're being judged or pushed in a certain direction and trying to figure out, like, should I do this? I don't know. But nobody else is going to have to deal with the consequences in the same way, at least. So if you stifle your dreams for other people, I mean, that's something that you have to live with. And it's something that most people are probably not going to even appreciate. They're not even going to look twice at like, if you have a family, for example, and you need to support your family. And so it's like, you know what, instead of pursuing my dream of being a banjo player, I'm going to go work this 12 hour shift so that I can feed my kids. That's different, obviously. But if the general people is like, well, my friends don't think it's cool that I play banjo. Like, well, screw those people. Like, you should go play banjo. Just not for me. Um, I don't want to hear it. But I, I want to hear your success story if you if you make it. I just I don't want to hear the actual um, album. So good luck to all of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I got some cool stuff coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned, even though most of you are probably too young to understand why that phrase even exists, but stay tuned and I will see you soon. I love you all. Good luck.